0: Welcome to the Joy More Fearless podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Nicole, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. So I heard about another shooting today, and this one took place in my state. Um, So I just wanted to share about that. I didn't change my profile picture to reflect, you know, the the name of the city, the name of the place, put the ribbons across it, and I'm going to tell you why I didn't do that um, in this episode. So let me start here. This is something I'd written from actually a previous time that one of these shootings had taken place. My friend, what do we do? What can we do? How can we move through this season and grow? Can we move through this madness, not get caught up in this violence? I have violated you. I attacked you by the way I acted or the way I didn't act. I sat and watched. I didn't intervene. I attacked you when I posted that photo. I attacked you by shutting off communication when I wouldn't listen, when I expected that you listened to me when I was unwilling to listen to you. When I insisted you acknowledge your violation first, that is not listening. That is control, and I have a tendency to want to be controlling. I mean, you understand, don't you? The world is so unpredictable, and I'm sitting over here scared, alone, and worried that I will be taken down with all of the madness in the world. I try to keep my head high, but sometimes I just can't anymore. When I did these things, I was violent. No, it wasn't physical violence. It was the, wasn't the was the traditional definition of violence that we subscribe to, yet it was violent nonetheless. We become so conditioned to violence that it seems we don't even recognize it anymore. Our music sings about violence. Our video games in, allow us to become the perpetrators of violence. Our news glorifies the violence in the world. Our movies and TV shows are filled with violent images. On top of that, we have an obsession with images. Our houses are filled with stuff. No one has time for one another. Complaining is the norm, and we all want to cheat the system with quick fixes and hacks. We're hard-pressed to find joy in our our lives, and if we do, it's often in the form of a chemical relief. From the chemicals released during exercise to caffeine, heroin to prescription Xanax, chocolate to sex, we are constantly using things outside of ourselves to amp up our body to feel better. Sometimes we avoid by choice. Sometimes we're stuck in a habit. Sometimes we have a lack in some area of our lives, and the addiction is covering up that core hurt. I was addicted once. I was addicted to my own suffering. I believed that I was worthy of abuse. Thankfully, though, after a lot of self-awareness, surrendering to my higher power, and release of self-judgment, I am not addicted to my suffering anymore. The truth is, I'm tired of suffering, so instead, I choose joy. I choose joy while acknowledging the pain. The pain is still there, I just choose to identify it as information. Pain is information as opposed to truth or ultimate reality. The way I see it, there's no one right way to see the world. There is no one ultimate reality, no truth that everyone shares. There are billions of realities for every person has their own unique understanding of the world. They have their own experiences that inform their own perception of reality. Did you know that you have billions of bits of information that come into your awareness through your senses every day? Your brain's not equipped to interpret all of these signals in your conscious awareness, so it learns at an early age how to filter information, letting some information pass through and alerting you to the data it finds important. Data that might be important for survival. We're born to be cautious and that's how we continue to stay alive, but we don't live in a world where we need to survive our environment. Okay, let me redact that. We don't live outside in the wilderness anymore. What I'm curious about is if I can retrain my brain to identify pain as information as opposed to immediate catastrophe. Personally, I've relentlessly been working on this for about five years. It hasn't been easy. I haven't always been successful. But I have been successful from time to time, and I'm definitely getting better. I've been vigilant in practice. And like any skill, it seems to be getting stronger with a good workout. But on the other hand, can the world let up on opportunities to practice? There's a saying that says it is what it is. My ex used to say it all the time, and I always hated that saying because I believe in the power of intention so deeply that I couldn't really understand the basis of this quote It is what it is. Now, today, choosing not to change my profile pic from a moment of joy to reflect a moment of pain, I get it. It is what it is simply means it happened. Yes, it happened. This unbelievably tragic, horrible atrocity happened. People died. People were maimed and murdered. People suffered. People are still suffering. We don't know why it happened. Each of these statements is true. And yet there's so many layers to each of them. For example, the statement, people died, underlying that statement, there are layers and layers of details, the names of the people who died, the families, the children, brothers, sisters of the people who died, he will never enjoy a moment with their loved one again, the people who helped, the shooter, his name, his history, the reason, quote unquote, reason he shot, Who took responsibility for the attack? Gun control, gay rights, civil rights, women's rights, and on and on and on. And so it goes. I imagine the list is nearly endless for each statement, loaded with stories and judgments, accusations, reasons, perspectives, commentary, conjecture, and assumptions. All that spins us round and round like a kid on a merry-go-round at the playground. I can imagine the scene. It's as as if all of us are standing on the outer edge of the apparatus as it keeps spinning faster and faster. We think we're about to fly off, and we grasp on even tighter to whatever we can find that makes us feel safe. We scream at each other to stop, to... uh, We scream at each other to make the thing stop, thinking someone on the outside is pushing it faster and faster. The only thing is every time we scream, our voices seem to make the ride speed up even more, but no one notices that. We feel powerless and out of control, there are no answers to the questions we ask. Everyone is too frantic to see the solution which is right in front of us. No one notices the obvious because we were all screaming and clinging on for life. Then someone notices it. The only spot that is safe is right in the center. You see a man motioning towards the the center of the ride, the merry-go-round, and you try to pull yourself towards it. But the velocity of the spinning is pulling you outward. You notice that the people on the furthest edges can't let go. If they release their grasp, they'll be far-flung, injured, or even killed because now the ride is spinning so fast, it's dangerous, so no one's willing to let go. The ones closer to the center can make small moves towards the middle. The force isn't as strong for them. They move slowly to the center, but they can't seem to figure out how to stop the spinning Everyone's screaming as the ride continues to gain momentum. The metal begins to, to shake and rattle, adding noise and confusion and fear. No one can hear the little girl that noticed the solution. She can't yell to get anyone's attention because that will just amplify the problem. She noticed it's the noise, all the yelling, all the anger, all the blame. That's exactly what the problem is. Just as she noticed, she whispers, Stop yelling. The ride slows down when we stop screaming at each other. But no one hears her. She says it again. The ride slows down when we take a moment to breathe. The ride slows down in moments of silence. Still, no one hears. So she tries something else. She looks at her neighbor and whispers in his ear, the ride slows down when we do. We can save ourselves if we're quiet. Loudly the man yells to the girl. "What? Speak up. I can't hear you." as he keeps yelling to others across from him. She turns to the other side where she sees she's where she sees a trusted friend. "Friend," she whispers. "Please trust me and stop yelling. I've noticed something." I think it's the way to save ourselves." The dark-haired girl was curious. She had known this friend for a long time. They'd played together and laughed and built a truly wonderful bond. She trusted her friend and was willing to give it a try. For a moment, both girls were completely silent, even though they were scared. The turntable jolted It felt as if an earthquake had come. Everyone was stunned and silent for just a moment, and the spinning ceased. People clambered to the center of the ride. They saw their chance, and they took it. But within moments, screams and cries of fear rang out, and the ride began to spin all over again. I think our world and our life is like the merry-go-round in the story. And the more we can listen, which is the same letters as silent, use that energy and we can change the world and we can stop the spinning out of control. Thank you so much for listening to this post. And feel free to check out my website, dignitydesign.com or joymoreforfearless.com. And I've got 365 ways to find joy in the journey if you join my email list. So thank you so much for your time today. Blessings and love. And I hope you find some silence, some time to be silent and listen. Sometimes you can do that even in the middle of a noisy place because you can find that center, that calm place inside the eye of the hurricane. Love you guys. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.